Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. This show is a presentation of horror, thriller, and suspense, and is intended for mature audience. Join us at your own risk. Well, welcome to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. I'm happy to have you here on this sweltering August. Uh, but fear not. Well, I would probably put some fear in you. We have David Howard Thornton, the star of Terrifier. And it was terrifying. And because everyone asked for it, Terrifier 2 is coming out soon. Uh, welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, a uh, remarkable performance. Uh, but before we jump in, let me go ahead and introduce uh, my wonderful co-host, Joe Flynn. How you doing, Joe? Uh, there I am. I had to unmute myself because sometimes I, you know, when I see clowns, I get terrified and I forget to unmute. Talk about clowns. I'm alone in the dark here. <laughs> Don't worry, Anthony. If to we need Art to go over there. He'll keep you company. I'm sure he would. <laughs> Kevin Nicholson, writer for We Belong Dead magazine. How you doing, Kevin? Yeah, I don't know these guys, David. Uh, you know, they just—we all just met, actually. They came they along with the up. Zoom. They came along with a Zoom package. It's kind of like the old photographs, like the the, uh, the picture frame stuff. Yeah, like that was just got the the families and stuff like that. It came with it. No, uh, thank you for, uh, uh, for, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for, uh, for joining us today. And we are going to talk about clowns. Yeah. <laughs> also introduce Alamega, host of Creature Features. How you doing, Al? I'm holding up. Surviving and we recorded something event. special just last week, and we'll be releasing that really soon. Uh, it was amazing. Um, we'll talk a little bit uh, about that later. But uh, yeah, welcome you guys. Thanks for coming on. And David, thank you for taking the time and uh, coming on our show. Uh, we have lots of questions. I'm sure you, you probably get you know asked these a lot. Um, so we'll try our best to keep it unique. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I can go. I guess I can start. Um, I watched Terrify for the first time um, maybe about a week ago when I found out you know you were coming on the show. Mm -hmm. I gave it a nice sit through. And um, this this is an unsettling movie. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I, I kept having I, I was just switching positions. I couldn't find the right position. I I didn't know why, because your character it's so maniacal, so uneven that I mean that's the true definition of a psychopath is they don't have a pattern. You know they don't have a rhyme or reason. Um, yeah. And it, it looked like if I was gonna write a, a, a villain just this manic, you know, just killer, just having fun. This is probably what I would envision on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part two is on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a good way to put it. He's definitely just insane. It's like, it's, I, I think the, uh, the, the homeless cat lady in the movie sums him up very well, that he does this because he finds it funny. He's not doing this out of like revenge or something like that. He's doing this because he just, it's pure entertainment and it was fun. Good for him. Yeah, good natured slaughtering. That's what it was. Yeah. He 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 puts the laughter in slaughter. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I'll, I'll start. David, let me um let me ask you what mm -hmm. well first of all, what is it about that you know, a clowns being the height of terror for some, uh, uh, you know, for some people. Are we, are we, uh, are we tapping into some kind of phobia, some kind of fear of clowns? And I, I think so. I mean, because I know there are a lot of people out there that do have that fear of clowns or chlorophobia. I can never pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Chlorophobia. <laughs> The fear of clowns. And how much have you been drinking? Come on, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I just I'm certainly water. drinking. Not enough, obviously. Yeah. 
Overophobia. There we go. I got there it. There you go. Overophobia. Right. Yeah, it's it's. it's I, I think it because it comes to that whole that uncanny valley type of thing where it's like it's it's something that it's very human like but not quite human. It's everything's so much more exaggerated. So it's very, you know, ugh, skeevy. <laughs> I right. guess you could say so. Yeah, it's, especially when they're covered in blood. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the blood. <laughs> you know, well, they got fangs too. You know, especially when you've got fangs on them. You know. Yeah. Oh the, yeah, well, just na- nasty, just teeth that they're just like, oh my god, you know, halitosis gone bad. <laughs> like, I, I, I've wanted to bring those to my dentist office and just wear them when she like, I just show up. I'm like, hi. <laughs> She's like, oh god, no. <laughs> There's an old story about uh, one of the old comedians from back in the Borscht Belt days. Mm-hmm. Was- I had to go in for x-rays and they took so long to get to the x-rays they brought him lunch a little you know lunch tray with tin foil over it and so uh-huh. he got bored and, and punched out out to lunch and put it underneath his gown so no one saw it until after they <laughs> developed the x-rays <laughs> that's, that's the sort of stuff I, I love doing whenever i get away with it oh, yeah. i would have loved there to see you go to the dentist with those oh god it's it's yeah i i i she knows who I am, so I can't really pull it off now. But, <laughs> but I, I, I did. I have uh, one of the COVID masks that is my mouth and stuff like that. So I wore that one day. She's like, "Oh God, those teeth are horrible." I'm like, "Yeah, those are my teeth." <laughs> so how, let's uh, go ahead. let's go back if we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the terrifier, what got you into acting? What ah, set, what set you down yeah. this path of just? <laughs> Church theater of all things. Church theater. <laughs> yeah. I bet that's a more common answer than most people think. Yeah, it's 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 so true because my mom would you know direct a lot of the shows at my church. My dad would be in a lot of the shows and like um, I sang in like the church choir, the kids choir. So I, I started off doing those shows at like three years old, and I I, I think it was like we we're doing like a production of Noah's Ark, and I was like one of the lions, and I ended up like accidentally knocking the other two lions off the stage and i just kept going and everybody's <laughs> laughing so i just started hamming it up and everything why oh, were there awesome. more than two lions for noah's ark i i, I don't know oh, in the bible it says <laughs> i want to know, you know about this i know but that, that's weird i didn't even think of that until just now there were three of us lions so i'm like i don't know why because they say you know <laughs> fight know. like you're the third third monkey yeah. going to the ark Oh, in the in the Bible, it says like two of every unclean, three, uh, seven of every clean. But I think of it like the lions weren't even really the clean ones because we didn't eat the lions. So I don't like I don't know why they made three lions. Maybe maybe that we just had one kid too many. They're like, oh, you're going to be a lion too. <laughs> I was going to ask if they put if you played you know Christ in the manger yeah. there for the Christmas shows. Yeah. Also, we had like there were three boy lions too. So I mean, how's that going to work? So I'm just like. The church can be fun in, in all yeah. the wrong ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet there are a lot of horror writers out there that link their their, their backgrounds to oh, going God. to church. Oh, probably so. It's... it's... That are, or the, no, they're, they're, their parents are therapists or something. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, think I think there's that's a revelation fine. here uh, for your fans out there. We could say that church acting led to art the clown <laughs> yeah right led yeah. to horror so the body of christ the blood of christ that's it <laughs> the guts of christ <laughs> so, that's yeah uh, you know that's uh that's it well if, if if spike lee can do the blood of jesus uh yeah. then uh you can do art the clown mixed in with uh yeah. you know mixed in with biblical horror but though I'm I grew sure up someone... Methodist, so we didn't use wine, so we used grape juice. So I, you know, <laughs> we're Manischewitz over here, so uh, there you we go. Understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so David, Damien, Le- uh, Damien Leon approaches you, or um, did he approach you, or did you um, audition like um, from a list of uh, other actors for the role? Like, I had just auditioned. Yeah, you auditioned? They, they they put a, a casting call up on Actors Access. 
And I, I, they were looking for a tall, skinny guy that had physical comedy or clowning experience to play art. And I'm like, ah, oh, my God, this is perfect. So yeah, I'll go in. <laughs> nice, nice. And it, it, I mean, it was a match made in heaven based on yeah. on the performance. I, I couldn't imagine anyone else pulling out. I mean, there was some crazy shit happening in that movie. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, you were in it. You were the clown. You were there. Yeah, I was yeah, there. <laughs> you were that there. was right? all about like, Remember that time that you did this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> um, but some of the stuff that was in there was just off the wall. And um, was that always the plan, or was there some, some improvisation that happened, or was a this little, uh, Damien's master plan from the get go? A little bit of both. Um, there was def- a lot of that was Damien's master plan, but he did give me some room to improv and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of my mannerisms I just did myself, and he's like, "Oh gosh, that's funny. Let's keep that." So yeah. Yeah, and other things would just happen in the moment. We're like, oh, that was great. Let's keep that. Like me um, flicking off uh, Victoria after she stabbed me in the foot. I was joking around Samantha when we had to do another take, and they just caught me. They thought that was funny. It's like, ah, that works. That totally works in the moment. So I was like, yep. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I'm like, this had to just happen like on the day of shooting. Like, yeah. We're just gonna do it this way. I'm like, I mean, I can't believe David just did that. Oh, yeah. I was like, a, a great example of that is uh, with uh, Catherine Cochran that played Dawn. The, the whole part where she's um, and the directors my... will come on and say, "Yeah, I wrote, I wrote it, but I never expected it to yeah. come like that." <laughs> All right. Now, I I did have a question about your role and how. It did it affect the co-stars when you started uh, slaughtering them? I, I don't know how it really affected them um, because it was, it was such a team effort. And I was actually, this was my first time doing film work too. So I was learning a lot from them. And so it was like, it, it was probably a little bit discombobulating when one second I'm on top of them stabbing like crazy. And then I'm like, they say cut. I'm like, Oh my God, are you okay? I didn't hurt you or anything, did I? Are you okay? You're, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. I'm like, dude, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to make sure you're not hurt. <laughs> like, especially, like, Jenna does a lot of, uh, Jenna Cannell, who plays Tara, she does a lot of stunt work. And so she's used to all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, like, the whole thing where I'm having to, like, press my thumbs into her eyes, I was very mm. hesitant about doing that because I'm, I, I don't like stuff happening to my eyes. It's I, I did not want to hurt her. And she's like, no, no, go ahead. You know, you can press on like the tops of my eyes up here and it won't hurt or anything like that. It's just, wow. it's, and if it hurts a little bit, that's okay. It gives me something to work with. I'm like, are you sure? Because <laughs> also she's someone I know could kick my ass too. So I don't want her to also just, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that would look here good. Here goes Art the Clown. <laughs> yeah. slap the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, it looked great though. But this had oh, to yeah. be something different for you. I mean, you're, you're, the two previous things you have on your ID, IMDB were uh, voices for anime, uh, well, yeah. anime and then a video game. Yeah. And then you come in and you do Art the Clown. Yeah, it's and quite then, a transition. <laughs> yeah, it must have opened a few doors for you. I, I, I think so, because I, I did. I definitely transitioned, because I was not only just doing voiceover work for like kids shows, I was also touring with uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas the Musical for five years. It's, I was doing a lot of stuff geared more towards kids. I had always done comedy, so horror was a whole new, whole it new avenue. Feels like avenue. a very natural extension, dealing with yeah. children horror. Yeah, you know, you kind of do. I mean, I used to be a school teacher too, so you do kind of like fantasize that stuff in your head, you know, when you're having to oh, deal yeah. with parent-teacher conferences and stuff like that. Have a good oh, time at the teacher. We, we talk I'm sure those are interesting day. now. Right? Oh God, I'm so glad I don't teach anymore. All the Karens <laughs> out there, I'll just like I, I just because oh. I, I saw I saw the change happen because I come from fourth generation to teachers. Like when I was growing up, you know that it was the teacher that was in charge of everything and the parents listened and the parents usually worked with the teachers and stuff like that now it's the kids that are basically in charge of everything and the parents are always lambasting the teachers it's your fault this you know it's like i i I would would probably snap now and be like no it's your little shit over here that threatened this other kid over here with a knife and now it's like what grade did you teach perfect i taught fourth and fifth grade in in my internship Wow. Yeah, I, I literally did have a kid threaten another kid in my classroom one day with a plastic knife. 
And, and I took him in the hallway and I scared the bejesus out of him. And I was like, you want to go to jail? Because that's what's going to take you to jail and stuff like that. So you're going to, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to go to jail. I'm like, yeah, yeah kids like you in Rikers Island right now. You want to be one of them? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like the, 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 the old, like, like scare them straight programs where they're yeah, the guys. I was going to say yeah. that. And you probably did yeah. wonderful things for that kid. And if you did it now, mom would be all over you. How dare oh, you talk to my child that way? Oh, I even the kid before that, before I just started, he's like, because I mean, and still at that point, it's like early 2000s. They're like, you, they, they especially said, you, you can't touch a child. Right. He's like, if a kid refuses to go to the office, you can't physically take them to the office. Like when I was a kid, I was dragged kicking and screaming to the office. I was paddled. I farted in my principal's face when she paddled me to. <laughs> so it's only happened one time I got paddled. <laughs> let's, but, let's, let's be honest, though. To you took, early trauma. Let's be honest, though. You took that kid out, you took him aside, and you said, What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> that's I, I, what I, caused I, him you know, to pee on himself. And, yeah, you know. You know, the, you know that's, that's the thing. It's just like, it's different now. You Art know. the Clown was there. See? Yeah. He was just, he, he was always there. He was in there. He was in there. <laughs> so what can you tell us about Terrifier 2? Oh gosh, it's it's a family picture. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Can't kind of wait. Streaming on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, on Disney to- Plus. Totally gonna be on Disney Plus. Right next to Moana and Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> or this will be on the Disney Plus black label. I'm right? waiting for the musical. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Is there gonna be a point in, in Terrifier 2 where we sing Akumba Matata, you know, <laughs> something like that. We don't Do talk about Bruno. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, Damien said this is going to be, what, a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, it's uh, about two hours, 20 minutes long. So it's a big movie. Especially that's yeah, most horror movies cycle. are about 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, usually they give you just enough plot that you, you can follow easily. Just yeah. enough character development. Uh, and the rest is all... Practical effects, jump yeah. scares, right? Tension building. Yeah. But when you move into two and a half hour territory, you really have to you have to develop a narrative because that's a lot of time yeah. for a whole. Well, that's yeah. that's some M Night Shyamalan territory. Yeah, that's uh, some, right that's some serious. Yeah, stuff. we're, we're not really on. trying to go like Jordan Peele and Night Shyamalan type of route though. <laughs> it's like it's it's still a basic like hero's journey type of story, but fun. Yeah. Uh, like it's 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 the whole battle between good and evil. It's very generic, but we have our own twist on it all and stuff like that. It's just it, it we just found so many fun set pieces to do, and it's just like, well, why not have fun with this? It's like we it's plus our kill scenes are long, and then like the last third of the movie is just one huge long you know fight scene basically kind of like in like the first two child's play movies where it's like you get to the last third of the movie and it's like oh my god this does not you know it just keeps going and going and going and going it's like my god my god <laughs> yeah, who's gonna win this fight yeah or the clown exactly. find out well i gotta ask you the you uh one of my favorite roles that i you know, connected you to, and I, I, I was a, a follower. It's Nightwing. Yes, yes. Oh, and yeah. you Good get to Nightwing. play one of the most iconic characters it in Joker. Uh, in yeah, um, the Clown for, Prince of Crime. <laughs> did that prepare oh, you? I mean, did that give Mark Hamill a run for his money? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no one can beat no one can beat Mark Hamill. There's no one. That I know he, he, he is the Joker. Excuse me, I'm a Caesar so Romero guy here. That's, no. that's one of my other inspirations, too. It's like, Caesar I Romero. said, yes, Caesar Romero is the closest anyone has gotten to a comic-accurate live-action Joker on screen, especially for the time that right. he was doing it. Right. Now, did that that prep you in some way uh, to doing Art the Clown? Because there's there's... These are two larger than life, you know, uh, you know, maniacal villains yeah. that they delight in their in, in their malevolence yes. and being, uh, you know, and being the arch villain. Uh, is that something that uh, you kind of drew on when you did art? Oh, definitely. And oddly enough, I was cast as Joker in art in the same week. Oh, nice. So that wow. was that was really like, wow, Congrats this is there. very 
This is a I'm serendipitous pattern week. here, guys. That's a good yeah, week. Is there a type? Is there a type that's connected to your name? You know, I maybe? don't know. I will go with it, though. I love killer clowns. They're fun to play. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely pulled a lot from Joker. I mean, he was definitely yeah. a big inspiration. The theatricality behind everything. It's, that's what I like about Joker. Is the theatricality. Yeah. He's all about putting on a show, all about monologuing, just all about him, and he just revels in it. It's just his ego. <laughs> there is a, you know, it's interesting. There is a very theatrical um, stage kind of presence to the Joker. Uh, and you do that very well with your hands. And, uh, and, and so you saw it with Jack Nicholson when he was doing it in the Batman film. Uh, yeah. Everything has a you know, purpose. What kind of a world do we live? I, it's very physical. Yeah, very, very physical. So that's that's even how he is in the comic books too. Yeah. He's very, he's very animated, very physical. And yeah, and that's that's why I wanted to bring more to it. Is like because it, it seems like every like Hollywood in the last twenty years, they all try to make him creepy. And Joker really doesn't try to be creepy, except for maybe when he cut off his face and reattached it. <laughs> it's like he's he's more just about you know the theatricality behind it all. Than yeah, the, he true. wants to make a show of it. Yeah, yeah. He um, revels in his insanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really yeah. kind of relishes it. And, yeah, uh, that's what that's what's cool about it. I want yeah. to change gears a little bit and talk about um, a little bit more about Terrifier and okay. more about the reception that you received. Now, you you do a lot of conventions, David. Mm-hmm. Um, your name appears. On so many guest lists. <laughs> I just yeah, missed you. That's Sinister how I knew, Creatures I Con. I just missed you. Until I, I saw yes. David Howard appearing as yeah. Terrifier. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have made the rounds seriously. <laughs> and and kudos to you. Thank you for doing that. Um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And it, the effort, I mean, it just raises awareness. It, for yeah. me, I'm like, okay, Terrifier might be something because he's everywhere, right? People are asking for him. You know, he's in demand. Um, crazy. Tell us a little bit about... Um, <laughs> the the fan reaction so when you're at the conventions Mm -hmm. and you know you are the 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 main uh face you are the new clown you're the new scary clown um you i think in all you know respects you've kind of taken the mantle away from it you know i mean tim curry held it for a long time Mm -hmm. um yeah you know the last last movies were good but they were more kind of on the cgi yeah you know um but this is uh, a scary count pure practical effects just yeah. crazy right yeah tell us how the fans approach you with this it's been surreal it's just like that's what i love about the conventions is you know that interaction with the fans and that yeah. that capacity because it is the fans that made terrifier what it is because yeah. we weren't a big hollywood release we were you know just low budget independent film that just released on like streaming platforms and like dvd and it, it it we weren't even on netflix at first and it was it was because of the fans initial reaction to the film and them getting the word out and the other like the horror websites like bloody disgusting and you know, all that kind of stuff them getting the word out that's why netflix picked this up and that even made us explode more so it's just like yeah that's that's why i'm so happy to be able to do these conventions because it's a big thank you to the fans in a lot of ways and it's like the fans even made part two possible by basically funding most of the film with the, the indiegogo campaign oh nice i didn't know yeah. that yeah yeah so yeah. It's, it's really it's really cool going to the conventions and stuff like that seeing all the cosplay especially because i love cosplay and that I, I've seen so many creative cosplays of Art the Clown. I mean, you get people that do like the the realistic versions of them, where I'm just like, damn, you're, that's really good. They get the whole <laughs> characterization down, everything. It always throws me off when they actually come up to me and talk to me. I'm like, oh god, I'm not used to hearing a voice coming out of him. So it's really weird to hear. You see someone doing the actions, also they're like, hey, so um, can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> or they come and go. I've the movies you're in. <laughs> yeah. I love the video games. See how amusing do you find it though when you when they approach you wearing the art the clown uh you know get up in a men's restroom. That's weird. That's, That's gotta be like I even had a thing like when I walk out of the restroom, I always want to just apologize to people or just be like, don't worry, I didn't do anything in here. Don't worry, the walls are clean. 
All right. I then go in after you and paint them in yeah. blood just because. Well, one time I went to one of these and there was like someone just messed up one of the toilets and I was like, I swear it was not me. I did not do that. <laughs> yeah, no, because I know at conventions they have you dressed up as art. And, yeah. And it's like for people going like, as you're saying, if you're coming out of the restroom, people will be going like, what? Uh, yeah, I'm not going like, in there. Never mind. <laughs> I, I, now, see, I always like to clear out the restroom. When I go in, I like to take a bottle, a squeeze bottle of uh, Mountain Dew or or yellow Gatorade and squirt it underneath the stalls there and go, whoa there, big boy. Just a minute. Let me get in there. And people get out of the way. It's amazing. So. <laughs> oh, the things that we do to you humiliate people. In, uh, oh, God, at, at yeah. That's when the guests start looking at their watch like, oh, geez, look. Look at the time. Look at the time. It's a half past the <laughs> Oh, guys. Oh, so a whole five minutes. We should get going now. So yeah. now that you, I mean, you you talked about you have a film that you basically got started by Indiegogo. Mm -hmm. And flash forward, what, a year or two later? Yeah. You're now Terrifier 2, and you're at every convention uh, in, known. Has this kind of still hitting you it is it is it's, it's sometimes i still have that that imposter syndrome set in where i i'm sitting here and I'm, I'm on a panel with other legends from film and stuff like that i'm like how am i up here with these guys how am i up here with mike myers and jason Voorhees? And i'm like this is or like when i see artwork like um like someone's got a painting of all these horror legends and i'm in that painting i'm like this is this is really crazy. A, a fun moment like this happened um, when I was at uh, Horror Hound in Cincinnati earlier this year because my table was right next to Dick Warlock's table. And so someone brought up a piece of artwork where it's art stabbing Mike Myers in the neck with an, a syringe like I did to, uh, to Tara. Yeah. And I signed it and I'm sitting there signing and stuff and all of a sudden I hear, David, what the hell is this? It's Dick <laughs> Warlock. <laughs> It's like, hey, time for new blood, old man. Go back staring out your window. <laughs> it was just like, this is so surreal. Because like, but when I first got there to the convention, I was sitting at the table. Dick comes straight over to me. He's like, Dave, I love the film. This is amazing. I've been wanting to meet you and stuff like that. I just want to say how much I love the film and everything. I'm like, oh my god, you're you're a freaking legend. So it's like, when you get that kind of recognition from those guys, because that that's that means a lot because like when we first started doing these conventions that was one of my biggest fears it's like oh my god how are these guys going to treat us they're gonna I, ha I had that feeling they're just gonna look down their nose at us and like who the hell do these guys think they are they were just like a low budget independent film who the heck do these guys think they are it was the total opposite it was like all those legends have just welcomed us with open arms it's, it's like Bill Mosley, especially like the first time we did a convention together is uh, Days of the Dead in Chicago. He came over to my table, introduced himself, and he's like, hey, I know you're new to conventions, so why don't I just take you around and introduce you to everybody? So he took me around to introduce me to like Kane Hodder and John Kazir and all those guys. Nice. That, that was that was pretty, pretty special because I, I get really nervous about meeting other people. I, I, I can actually be pretty shy around people I don't know so that was such a nice icebreaker and I was like oh I I, I think the world of him for doing that is it, well and now now these guys are just it's Kane it's Bill yeah. it's CJ you know yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, oh I, great guys I've yeah. met Dick I've met Dick Warlock a few times and um, he is like the nicest yeah just nicest guy he's hilarious but I'll he's bet so you I'll bet you he whispered into your ear Michael Myers could still kick Art the Clown's ass. <laughs> Come I'm on. not going to confirm or deny that. <laughs> I wanted to mention, when's the last time we've had like a legit original horror villain, you know, to to root for? I mean, most horror movies, the the villain is ambiguous, right? It's it's the atmosphere, it's some yeah. ghost, it's uh, some undead relative. You know, it, it's some kind of entity that lasts yeah. for that movie. And it's usually the focus is on the protagonist, right? It's yeah. uh, will they survive? Will they live to see another day? Um, you know, the the horror aspect is there just to give them 
a rough ride, you know? Right, um, right. It, we don't get a lot of films where the focus is on purely the villain. Like, it, in this movie, Terrifier, it's like mm-hmm. 75% Arctic Clown and then 25% everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the everybody else, um, there, there are no lead actors. Um, now, we did a review on Death Parade Film Fest, uh, talking mm-hmm. about Terrifier. And the focus is on you, rightfully so, because the character is amazing. It's demented. Yeah. Uh, it's unpredictable. Um, it, you're watching it. You don't know what's going to happen next. Right. I, right. I'm watching him. I don't know what this clown is going to do next. Um, but the other characters, it, it was almost a satire for them. Is We knew what was going to happen to them. Right? <laughs> you got to um, die. Except for Terror. No one little, expected Terror to die. <laughs> yeah, they were a little one-dimensional. Um, yeah. But they were cannon fodder for our class. Exactly. At the end of the day, they were there so you can kill them gleefully in mm-hmm. in, in unique ways that we haven't yeah. seen in a while. Like there's one where the, the girl is suspended upside down and just and I'm like, oh, I've seen <laughs> horror movies. I've seen some horror movies. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Am I Worst gynecology exam ever. Yeah, that must have been quite the setup. Like, man, Damon's like, okay, okay, David, this is the scene where you're gonna, you're yeah. gonna get the next. You're gonna get this back and forth about it, off, right? You're gonna start right here, and you're yeah. just gonna, like, I, I like, I, I read it, and it was very descriptive, and I was like, okay, this is just for our benefit. And <clears throat> I figured it was gonna be like most films where they just cut away, and then you see the aftermath, maybe. Oh no! Was, oh no! Uh, we're gonna no. show cameras like right there. I'm like, yeah. that's amazing. Just, <laughs> and I, I loved it. I, I, I think that's great because that, that's that's what the the real slasher fans want to see. They love those kills, those creative yes. kills. It's like, you know, the last films that really did that were like the the um the uh, uh oh my god, the Victor Crowley movie. Yeah, Hatchet. Yes, Hatchet. Like, good they have there. some good great I mean I still love just the one where he just tears the head. Ah, it's just like yes. that's such, oh, that's such a great kill. That's such a great kill. I'm like, oh, see, this is this is why people go to these movies. It's you like can fast forward looking... through the chicks talking in movies. Oh yeah, the kills. oh yeah. You, you, you're not there for the story. You're not there for realistic kills. You're there for the over the top. Just oh my god, I can't believe they did that type of stuff. And that's that's what we do with these films as well. And, we're doing it even more so in part two. I mean, that we have some kills that go on for a few minutes. So it's just wow. like, yeah. I think the, there's also an attention to detail in the Terrifier as far as the kills that yeah. is also gratifying to horror fans. Um, and I'm, I'm sure Kevin, Al, Joe, you can agree. Usually when there's a kill scene, I mean, the victim just kind of just flops and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. I mean, I'm dead. The victim's here. There's an added detail. I, I don't know if it's Damon, whoever, but there's resistance. There's yeah. fight in these victims. Um, I forgot the name. The, the uh, pizza guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's struggling. He's still alive when he's getting his face stabbed in. Oh my god! Um, the guy who yeah. gets his throat slit quite slowly. Yeah. Uh, if anybody have noticed, you guys seen the film? He's getting his throat slit um, after you know he sawing <laughs> away with that with a machete. Just yeah. Like, yeah. What Hello. he does is he. His hand grabs it and tries to stop it. Like he's probably in shock, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's fading mm-hmm. out, but he still has the wherewithal to try to grab it and stop it. I'm watching him, like Jesus Christ! That's oh, that's that's my favorite kill actually in the movie. It's, that, I think it's I, such I, honestly, a, I rewound it a few times. I want such to a like, great Jesus. decapitation. It's just it like, was a good decapitation. I like the fight from the victim. Mm-hmm. This sounds morbid. I, I know it does, right? But this mm-hmm. is a horror show, right? Yeah, yeah it's Anthony. Uh, but the, just the, the part when he's just grabbing it and, and yeah. trying in vain to stop, I thought was yeah. an excellent, excellent attention to detail. Oh, you're um, going you to just have very... him cut it and that was it. But that yeah. added that added detail of it, that made it for me. Well, yeah, you're going to be great. But the victim be... trying to resist was, <laughs> I thought, even better. Well, you're definitely going to be very, 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 very satisfied with the kills in part two then because... Yeah, there's a lot of fighting back, all that going on. Just oh my god! Like one of the kills, it's I, I actually because they were just filming the the perspective, oh, like from my perspective. So you're seeing the victim the whole entire time. You're not really seeing me, but they're just their reactions, everything. 
I actually got a little bit nauseous by their performance. Just oh. the sounds this person was making. I was like, oh God. I got in, I was like, that's such a great performance. Oh my God, that's gross. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Good thing I'm not on film right now because I would be like going, oh. <laughs> Excuse me, cut. I got to go yeah. puke. Yeah, I was like, God, that's... I'll be back in five. Uh, you know, no, it's I... funny as Anthony was talking about, you know, how the um, the victims fight back, you know, mm -hmm. during that. And I think you got to go, you go back to, I mean, kind of what's what started that. And I think what Damien is uh, is trying to continue and yourself are trying to continue with, uh, with the Terrifier films. You got to go back to Carpenter and Halloween. Mm hmm and Michael Myers Chainsaw Massacre too. Well, that one yes. too. Yeah. We, you have the character like you know, like Michael, uh, you know, going after the Laurie character, and then it's almost as if the director is saying, "No, you know, Jamie, you're not the Weeping Willow. Yeah. Fight this motherfucker back." You know. Yeah. This is for your. So the whole thing was this is for my survival. So when yes. we see the pizza guy, you know, uh, you know, fighting against you, that's like he's. I'm just like trying to live the next five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, basically. And I, I got tired of seeing. You get tired of seeing um, these horror films where the uh, uh, where the the heroine, especially, or even the hero, are are just these lame. You know, almost ignorant care almost you know just slow-witted characters uh who make these yeah, these dumb you know you know the dumb moves i'm glad that i don't see that with terrifier oh you definitely I, I, won't with part two with our no. new heroine in this oh my god like uh lauren Lavera, the the character she plays is sienna she is such she's this part two is not just art story it's her story as well so they have like equal screen time in this oh and that's you good. have good. you have basically two Two stories happening and converging, and when they finally converge, oh, it is just battle royale between these two. And it's her story about how she becomes this badass foil to art, Batman to his Joker. And it's like when they finally go at it, it is that's a good sequel. It's, it's that's a good explore, it, I mean, you see a little bit of we show a little hint of that in the trailer with a little bit of the fight and stuff yes. like that. And it's yes, like, but that's but that's it. I mean, that's she's like such an ellen ripley type of character and it's, it's a character that damien has wanted to bring to life and has had in his head before he even came up with the art this is a character he that he just loves this character so much and we we cast the perfect person to play her i mean like lauren is kick ass in this role and it's just like and the funny thing is we didn't even you know when we wrote the character it's like oh man we Kind of wish we kind of knew all this kind of stuff beforehand but like she's you know kickbox instructor and stuff like that in real life you know I mean? oh she, she, whoop art she, class she does all this martial arts <laughs> stuff like i mean she doesn't do it in the film but like oh my god there's so much potential if, if she survives this to like bring her back and just really have her just some good that could go a couple ways good fights i can see it like like you, you say ellen ripley and aliens mm -hmm. i could also see kind of like jigsaw yeah mm -hmm. like you know um i'm so deep in this that it's just become my own path yeah so deep Indeed. yeah oh um, yeah it's it's great it's just like it's fun it's fun because i like that too i like it's when you have that that cat and mouse game but also that you know that tug of war that actual battle happening between the victim and the villain it's it's so much more entertaining Instead of just another uh, quick kill, moving on to the next one, uh, quick kill, going on to the next one. When you actually have that resistance, because it makes them scarier in that way too. I think because it's like, oh wow, it's more realistic. Very true. Uh, I do have a question about what do you prefer, uh, makeup or the effects? Um, I, I definitely uh, like the effects that we have in this are great. Um, it's you mean like Damien CGI makes, Joe, or are you saying like yeah. CGI the practical? Yeah. Effects? Oh, definitely the practical effects. Yes. No, yes. no kidding there. That's like I, I, my my whole thing is if you can do it with practical effects, do it with practical effects. You know, because the CG just doesn't look 
you know, you, you can tell CG, and it's and as an actor, I like actually having something to react off of too. So when you actually have something physical there to interact with, it makes them fun. Like a great example of this is when you're you're talking about the the death of the guy in the pizzeria scene with me going, just stabbing his head. This prosthetic that Damien built. I, I did not realize how complex it was because so much of it doesn't get seen, but he had layers underneath the skin of like muscles and bone and all Ooh. this kind of stuff. And so Some Rob like when stuff right there. Oh yeah. It's like, like when I'm stabbing into this thing, I had resistance. It wasn't just caving in or being squishy or anything like this. It was like, oh wow. And then I see the, the stuff in there. So like that little bit where you see me just go that was actually me just playing with it because I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> Look at this. Because I was like, this is amazing. I did not realize how much he built into this thing. It's much that does not Did he do the effects, David? Yeah, uh, Damien? he did them all himself. Oh, jeez. Wow. It, it's, it's, it's funny to think of like was so much time and effort to something seen so he wrote directed and did the effects yeah wow and edits he does all this stuff it's wow he's a true powerhouse that's a word now, right there yeah kevin you and i were talking about this the other day about how <clears throat> um having a film fest coming up sometimes people will make a short and they'll shop around the film fests and win some awards yeah. and then they'll go try to pitch it as a movie. And the Terrifier was done the same way. Mm -hmm. So my question is, uh, were you involved with the short and all at all? No, no, not at all. That was before my time. That was uh, Mike Gianelli, who was the original art. And that was just one of Damien's you know, childhood friends. And he's like, hey, I, I need someone to play this clown that I came up with. Can you play him? He's like, yeah, sure. Tell me he needs to run the short as, as a preview on the... Uh, on the Terrifier 2, you know, like the cartoon yeah. instead. <laughs> no, you, you were talking about the practical effects, and I, I, I wanted to bring in what we were talking about before we uh, before we recorded. You actually had some uncomfortability. Uh, you said you were wearing those gigantic fangs, yeah, the teeth uh, that he had, even though you um, you had no dialogue, or you have no dialogue as as Art the Clown. None. You said that was uncomfortable to you, uh, uh, you know, to wear. Yeah. And you're wearing that for 12 hours, you know, or, or whatever filming is 12 hours yeah. a day. Uh, did that kind of play into your, I know with some actors, especially actors in the, in the past, mm -hmm. uh, who wore press, uh, who wore practical, uh, practical makeup, um, that played into the role a little bit. It definitely uh, did. did. did, did yeah, especially with the smiling, because those they kind of already jutted out a little bit because you know they're on top of my actual teeth, so it's just adds sure. more to my mouth, and so I was like, it it made me have to smile bigger uh -huh. because I had to be able to get my lips around everything so it actually showed the teeth and everything, so it just that really played into it more. So it's like I it just made my that that big huge smile happen more so, I guess you could say. So that, that, did I give you more of a pained look uh, expression on your face then? Yeah, I guess so. But it's like, <laughs> it, it, the thing was, it's like it, the, the real pain about him was, it was the combination of that and the, um, the prosthetics I was wearing because it was a gelatin mask that I, I, I wore. And it's very like easy to tear, especially mm. when it gets liquids on it. And the teeth would make me drool a lot. So that would make the... The, the mouth just fall apart very easily or my nose would run and it would make it all fall apart so uh, I was mm. always self-conscious about going too big or something like that with my my expressions because it would just rip it would have to send me to triage and fix it and stuff like that and that was a big problem we have in first two films until near the end of part two we we switched to a um, foam latex mask mm, nice. that you can get liquid on it it's fine it, yeah. it, it holds up so much easier and yeah. it, it, it it also comes off easier and it's lighter and it breathes Feels right it's off just, like, oh it's, you're it's done. wonderful i love i love this foam latex and so like and before that we would have to do all my close-ups first so i had the better makeup there around my mouth and then so you know then i could destroy my mouth later on and we could just throw some more black paint or blood all over it to cover it up and hope no one notices it falling <laughs> apart but then now with the foam latex that's really not an issue anymore. that's that sounds like though like you're the the 
the you know the kid in the uh, you know the kid in grade school uh, acting learning makeup for the or yeah. wearing makeup for the first time you're just like I loving this <laughs> yeah it's 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 fun I've I've always enjoyed makeup because uh, I I did a lot of children's theater growing up and I would usually play the characters that had crazy makeup I played a lot of animals and stuff like that so I'm used to it and I I, I like to see how it alters my face so like usually anytime i get cast with a character that has an interesting makeup job i'll sit in front of a mirror for a while and just make faces and just see how crazy things look where where i can go with my facial expressions and stuff like especially with art i really want to do that because he's he's such a silent character so i i have to emote and show my intent and meaning with my physicality and I, I liked it because I didn't have a stagnant mask like Jason yeah. or Mike Myers. And I was like, oh wow, I can show so much emotion and everything with my face. And this mask allows me to really exaggerate because it's 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 like skin. So it it shows all my little motions and everything. So I, I love that. So I was like, let's see how far I can go with this because he's a clown, because clowns over exaggerate everything anyway. So let's see how this reads. And like when I went there for my makeup test, I was in the bathroom for a good like 20, 30 minutes. And they're like, are you okay in there? I was like, yeah, I'm just making faces. <laughs> that leads me to my uh, next question. And I've read some of the beat um, from Art the Clown uh, based on uh, your facial expressions, everything, you know, your, your outward emotions. Um, fans seem to think that using a gun is not your preferred method of killing. Mm -hmm. And when you killed Tara, if I have the character right, when you shot her in the head, yeah. um, there's a very uh, specific moment um, where it shows you, and this is probably your most disturbed look. It, it, it's, I would say it's the look where you look most human. Mm -hmm. um, you, this is pure look of frustration. Yeah. Like this is not how you envision the kill. Um, yeah. Something didn't go according to your wishes and you were angry about it. And I thought that was the most yeah. human emotion of the movie. Yeah. It was the most unsettling because um, it, this whole movie, he looked like just this crazy, whacked out, right? Um, bonkers, you know, one minute he's slicing people, the next minute he, he's crying in, in the bosom of a woman, right? Um, <laughs> it, this was the moment where I'm like, oh shit, you know, is this a, really a guy here, right? Yeah. Um, so what's your opinion? I, I know the director, he keeps mm -hmm. it murky as to, you know what's going on but yeah. what's your opinion um does art the clown does he use the gun as a defensive mechanism um, yeah that was that was his plan b but yeah. I, I think there were different emotions going on in his head at that point too it wasn't just because he was disappointed that he had to use a gun to kill her and stuff like that because it, the thing is he yeah he used a gun to kill her but he still used the gun as a slasher would mm. he didn't just shoot her once in the head now she's dead he mutilated her face with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just bam, 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 bam. He could just let her bleed out, but nah, I'm gonna just destroy her face. Yeah. So I, I also look, it's like, I saw him, he he saw Tara as someone, a worthy opponent. Mm. And he wanted to break her mentally. He was like, I, I, I look at, I kind of look at, the story of Terror Fire One, because sometimes we get this critique, there's not much plot to it. It's like, ah, there is a plot and people miss it. It's basically the, the, the main plot, the crux of the killing joke of how Joker's plan was to reduce Commissioner Gordon to insanity by, you know, shooting his daughter and torturing her and showing him all those pictures of him torturing his daughter and stuff like that that's kind of what art was trying to do to tara he was trying to like i am going to break you mentally i am going to take your best friend tie you up to a chair and make you watch me destroy her physically and mentally because i you know it's like he there was nothing sexual about what he was doing in that scene that was all just to debase her and really just mess with Tara's head too and so he's like he hangs her upside down cuts her in half while she's still alive slowly and it she's wasn't a quick to the kill. end that's yeah. the detail yeah 
<laughs> so he was really trying to break Tara. Kevin looks sick. Did, He's like, oh, yeah. but she <laughs> didn't break. She did not break. And he's like, "You're not fun anymore. Yeah. You're not fun anymore. I can't break you. Shit. Bang. We're done. I I don't want to play with you anymore." Now, and then and, Vic, see, and then Victoria comes right back and forth about yeah. that scene. Yes. Yeah, but then Victoria comes along, and he is able to break her mentally. Mm-hmm. And that's what the real story of Terrifier One is. It's like it's it's the whole story of what made this perfectly sane young woman go insane and kill somebody. And it was Art the Clown. Yeah. It, it's like he did these horrible things to her. Horrible things. I was like, God, I mean like he he disguises himself to make it look like it's his her sister, but it's actually the other woman, wears her body parts, chases her that around, nice that stuff. There's all this <laughs> other stuff that is just like, oh my god. God, it's horrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, and that's. But I'm not, I, I don't think he's adverse to using guns because he also uses a gun in All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's he he uses whatever he has available to him, but he will use it as a slasher would use a we- any weapon. Nice. It's like nice. it's not just you know if he's going to use a gun, he's going to use it as a slasher would use a gun. Now, who wanted to bring up the question of the ending? You, Kevin, Al. Not me. This movie ends on a controversial ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to bring it towards the end of the show. Um, but I want to get your opinion. It's one of the other things that is left open to interpretation. Um, the whole movie, we, we feel like Art the Clown is a human. That's just, you know, whacked out, right? He's he's gone, though. He's, he's gone, right? Um, but he, you know, uh, he's eating his latest victim. When the cops show up, yes. right? He decides to end himself. He put you know a gun right here. Boom, he's done for, right? Yeah. But at the very end, he pops up out of the body bag to kill again. Like nothing's mm-hmm. happened. Um, that to me would seem like Art the Clown is not a human. That maybe he's something else, mm-hmm. something demonic, something otherworldly. Um, I can't recall any Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. Where you know they popped themselves at the end and popped up. Uh, maybe that's just the director having a little bit of fun. But in your opinion, what is Arctic Clown really? Is he yeah. metaphorical? Is he whatever we want him to be? Or did he just have a trick up his sleeve to get out of you know the police situation, which I thought would be genius? You know, maybe yeah. he shot himself in such a way that it wouldn't kill him. Although it did look pretty much like he put the gun right here. Oh, no, he put the out. gun in his mouth. Yeah, and in you, mouth. you see the exit wound in the back of his head, too. <laughs> that looked so pretty like, legit. It um, went straight through his brain. <laughs> so surviving that would tell me that he's not human, right? But well, I don't know. What was the director's plan? Did he, he tell you, hey, you know, this is what I'm actually thinking about right, right here? Well, yeah, that's, that's something, you know, that's actually a scene we added later on we uh we did a, a rough cut of the film showed it in 2016 at a uh, Horror festival and we didn't have that scene in there and we, it just ended with the reveal with victoria at the end with her turning around the wheelchair and it's like oh it's her oh, but yeah and it's we're just like well you know people are going to want a sequel we need to set up a sequel so we're like okay let's mm. put a scene with him in the coroner's office that way we can segue into part two with oh, this okay. Yeah, because we're like, okay, we want to. We'll put this just in case people want to see. Thank God they did. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So like that that wasn't originally in the plan. It was a, basically that's he just kills himself at the end. And so I, I kind of look at it that way. It's like during the course of the film, he is a human. Hmm. There's something there. Yeah, but he he didn't even know that was going to happen. He was just ending things on his own terms. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm not going to let anybody take me in. I've had my fun. Haha, fuck you all. Bye. That's and the toughest I kinda, watch of all because yeah. you're really not given any closure with the protagonist, right? You're exactly. I mean, when something this tragic happens, when you know the, the slaughtering of, of people and then the killer just offs himself at the end, you're not given the satisfaction of, of winning, you know, yeah. uh, or someone riding off. It's just like the killer also wins at the end. Exactly. But we, we, we fully address this all in part two from the very get-go. This is you know, like that, I was going to say, that could be Terrifier 3 there, where you actually do the backstory where yeah. uh, we see bits that he saw in the first movie where he is developing the 
this connection to whatever power has um, mm. the ability to resurrect him. Yeah, that's, I mean, we, we don't show his origins in part two, but we do address this whole thing about how he comes back from the dead. That takes, ah, it's, it's a very strong element in part two. The, we address, yes, he, I there look is forward a super, to it. Yeah, there is a supernatural aspect to it. We Because we're like, okay, you, we got, that was Damien's thinking about. It's like, you know, in so many other slashers, they kill off the villain, but they keep coming back. And they eventually. Is it Keith David as a voodoo it. man? I hope it's Keith yeah. David as a voodoo man. <laughs> that would be awesome. Dr. Facilier, just, <laughs> I got this yeah. on the other side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put that on Disney Plus. <laughs> I tried. It'll be somewhere there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I like the kind of the introduction of the supernatural, you yeah. know, element to, uh, you know, to it. I think, you know. Don't unplug myself. <laughs> when, when you, saw, when, you know, John Carpenter, you know, kind of did it with Mike Myers uh, in, you know, the final sequence in ho- uh, in Halloween, shot six times, and the body's not outside. It's not yeah. on the ground outside, and so yeah, it's a setup for a sequel. It's it's of course, you know, of course, yeah. but it's still like fun when you see Donald Pleasance's look on his face as it's from confidence that he shot him, killed him, to he's gone. Yeah. And you're like, like holy shit. <sighs> you know, we'll be back for part three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're waiting for yeah. part three now already. We, oh, we're not even out yet. And, we want part And you three. know there's going to be a part three. You we know there is. Help. Oh, yeah. We, we have but, plans for part three. But yeah, but oh, like, yeah, but, like but this this is kind of, you know, I, I, I kind of look at art and this one is like, he, you know, part one, he didn't know this about him. Now he does know this. And so there's a, there's a little bit of an edge to him now, a little bit more confidence and arrogance to him because like which makes him all the more dangerous yeah exactly (laughs) oh i'm really fucking hard to kill now (laughs) i'm gonna have a blue my brains out here i am yeah i I don't know you said you said terrifier too you got a heroine so badass that's uh that you know i guess i could swear you were almost like on the set thinking is she really gonna kill me (laughs) yeah yeah. Does she know that this is fake? Does she know yeah. that this is like just play acting? Because she hits me with one of those MMA skills. Oh, I'm gone. My <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I'm just okay. Granted, Barrett, I, she got a few good licks in me. I, 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 I will say, well, I was a few times where I was like, oh, because <laughs> I, you know, I, I look at poor Samantha in the first film, like where I'm flail with all the blades and stuff like that that that, that oh that was hard to watch because i was actually hitting her with they were just rubber but i mean they're still hitting her and those hurt and i felt so bad but she's like no it gives me something to react off of i mean they they still put something on her back and stuff so she oh it it wasn't full-on contact with skin and stuff like that but i'm like ah geez but yeah i I will say i I got my comeuppance at one point uh, you know like it's you know, in one of the takes, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, ow, <laughs> ow, I'm done." Yeah, but like, oh god, I feel sorry for everybody now. I am so sorry, everybody. <laughs> when uh, Vincent Price made the Witch Hunter, they, uh, mm-hmm. they he is ended by being hacked to death with a hatchet, and they put a rubber blade on it, but they left the wooden handle. Oh uh, yeah, bruised up mm-hmm. from that. It's funny because I I don't really most of the time I, I I sometimes do come back with bruises and I'm like where the hell did this come from? It is just like yeah or like um like the next day after like you see in the trailer where I'm rearing back with this club like instrument and it's just like doing that over and over again I pulled a muscle in my back and I didn't realize it till the next day I was like trying to bend over and I was like oh god. I was so glad we didn't film that day because I, I was hobbling around like a little old man all day. It's like, trust me, I feel your pain. Yeah, it sucks. You yeah, hit forty, everything is a shit. <laughs> Where can everyone find you, David? Yes. Ah, yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram under David Howard Thornton. Nice. That's nice. pretty nice. much nice. it. I have a cameo page too, if you want. 
you do a little video oh, or something cool. like that on Cameo. So, oh, yeah. nice, nice. Get nice. Arthur Call. Hey. Oh, I don't know about that. Happy birthday, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Before we wrap, let me go ahead and give the, uh, the floor over to my esteemed guest, our host here. Oh, uh, Kevin. I'll button up oh, you first. <laughs> oh, you're in the collar shirt. <laughs> By all means, Kevin. That's <laughs> <laughs> that shoulder. Not He's too much. He's such a preppy. <laughs> He got crappy. dressed up for you, Dave. I don't think I've ever seen him in different college. <laughs> All right. Maybe Howard Thornton's coming on today. Look like that's the right. best. Gotta look professional. Well, if Al can put pants on, I can put <laughs> uh, a shirt. If Al is wearing pants, then we know this. You can laugh now. I mean, I had, I had to wear pants. Oh. oh. oh David, you did. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> no, I'm I, free, free falling. <laughs> Not doing much of uh, anything, doing a little bit of uh, reviewing and, uh, and stuff. And uh, my next uh, convention is going to be, actually, I think this weekend is kind of uh, out, but I think ne uh, next convention is going to be in Roseville, the uh, California Republican, Republic uh, Comic Con, mm. um, which is going to have Nancy Ann Ritter from uh, the yeah, Scream uh, you know, series. Oh, nice. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, to uh, we, I've got uh, We Belong Dead issue 31 with my uh, my piece on American Werewolf in London on the cover. Nice. If I had an image, I'd show it to you. That's gonna. That, that's, that's a, a long great movie. movie. Oh, it we're is. showing it right now. It uh, and Jenny Auger in it. The shower cover. Uh, it's one the best. I still think that's like the best like prosthetic work I've ever seen. Special yes. effect work. Oh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, you just—that is like the pinnacle. You can't even in, that. in 4K remaster. It, it, it is oh. unsettling to watch. It, and tell me, let me tell you, there. the funniest scene, one of the funniest scenes, especially in a horror film, mm -hmm. is when he wakes up after his <laughs> nightly excursion and he's naked in a in a in a London zoo. Yeah, and there is a group of children that are. <laughs> uh, that the are naked man stole my balloons. That's right, and I'm gonna give them all Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I, I think I have like the longest sustained laugh, uh, laugh for that segment. Oh, so good. Especially for a horror film. That's such a, that's such a good film. Such a good. It, film. it would have been more of a horror film if I'd have been in it. Because if I'd have done that, I'd have gone up to the lady and given her a helicopter and then taken the. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Al, speaking of Al, what are you working on? Oh gosh, I am. I have gotten so terribly busy. Uh, I have decided I want to push more on my actual acting career. Thanks. So I am Fantastic. actually going to be in uh, four movie, three movies in a short, I think. Good lord! One of them Wonderful. I get to play a grumpy old man, which should be a, a real uh, you know, wake up easy Dude. thing. That's a stereotype yeah. for you, Al. Come yeah, on. you know, you right know? just roll out of bed you now, Al. You're typecast. Yeah. I'm supposed to. We're, we're doing a commando style where I'm just going to go in and ad lib, getting angry at someone, and I can just see on the first take turning back to the rest of the crew, and they're like, they're all like looking down the feet. One girl's crying. He's <laughs> like, "Ooh, should I tone that down a little bit?" I'm sorry. Yeah. I so, can imagine uh, you doing. Hey, you young, you know, you dag never whippersnappers. Oh, I've got a line. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I've got a line. Sure, is going to raise some eyebrows. I'm yeah. I'm a few. But yeah, so I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, I, I'm in a, a, a slasher movie where, oh, I can't tell you what's going on too much. But uh, you always do I, that. You always tell us. I'm sorry, good stuff, but I, I, I am playing a. Uh, it's like classified eyes only <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I play someone auditioning for a movie. I'm a horror host from the Midwest, and I'm very self-important. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm on. You know, I am number one after the farm report at three o'clock in the morning on channel six thirty-two in Nebraska, man. I am important. So, again, yeah, so I can right up my alley. I'll, I'll be so it. perfect with that one. Yes. Joe, what you working on? What am I working on? Uh, I'm working on uh, some upcoming reviews. I am thinking of reviewing uh, She-Hulk, Attorney uh, at Law, just to about destroy horror. myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Tatiana Nasi who met once and uh, mm -hmm. I cannot uh, she is loved her and ginger snaps no uh, let's not go there uh, also you know uh, gearing up getting ready for Son of Monster Palooza so everyone nice. who's going to be out in Burbank California 
Come say hello to all of us. We'll be there. Yes. So tell them to bring me out there one day. I want to come so badly. Uh, we want you to come. Trust yeah. us. Yeah. So, you should just there you go. We're inviting you now. I'm surprised yeah. that you haven't been. I'm surprised. I know. We we've been trying to. It's just like I don't know. It seems we'll see. weird. I've been trying to get a booth there forever. Yeah. Well, you just need to have Damien give them a call. You know, have his people talk to their people. That you yeah. know, that kind of thing. And look, Art the Clown needs to be at Santa Monster yeah. Palooza. Or Monster Palooza, either way. Yeah. Either. I'm just happy to be there. Yeah. yeah. And hey, threaten them it. subtly, like, I'm sure this was just an oversight, right? Yeah. Right. We don't need this... to send Art the Clown down yeah. to correct this issue. Yeah. <laughs> Run into my knife five that's times. It. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's right. Well, that's our time, guys. All right. <laughs> you better get killed by art. Yes. David Howard Thornton, absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I had yeah. a great time chatting with you we guys. We could have stayed over the next hour, but I'm like, Jesus, he's East Coast. It's probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's only one. Yeah. <laughs> We're night owls. We can yeah. do this. <laughs> well, that's our show, everyone. Al, you want to take us out? Watch horror films. Keep America strong, kids. That's right. Bravo. Do a horror, guys. Yes. Okay.